Welcome to Rama for Today Radio. See, you hear me preach faith sometimes. Some folks think, oh, he's always had it easy. I mean, I didn't even have a stick horse to ride. <laughs> Amen. I mean, I mean, I've been out there. I know it works. Amen. But you see, I didn't know. I didn't know that Christ had redeemed me from the curse of poverty. I pastored, like I said, nearly 12 years. And then, you see, this was actually 1949, so I'd been in the ministry 15 years, pastored 12 years, and the other three years is field ministry. Every church I pastored, we struggled financially. See, I didn't know that. I didn't know what I know now. Welcome to Rama for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagan. Today you'll hear more from Kenneth E. Hagan on his teaching, Redeemed from Poverty, Sickness, and Spiritual Death, on Rama for Today Radio. Also, later in today's program, I'll tell you about this month's special radio offer. Right now, let's join Kenneth E. Hagan for today's message. So, Jesus said, Give, and it'll be given unto you. Good measure, pressed down, Shaken together. My, if he'd stopped there, it'd have been good. But thank God he said, and run it over. <laughs> Glory to God. Glory to God. Well, I'll tell you what. I like that running over part. Now, first of all, let's ask the question, is that the truth? I mean, what's that verse doing in the Bible? Is it really true? Is it for us? Or is that verse just in there to sort of hold the rest of it together? Don't mean anything. No, thank God. Did Jesus speak the truth? He's the one that said it. Or is he lying about it? I believe it's the truth, don't you? But notice he said, shall men give? Shall men. But God's behind it. God's going to repay you or give to you through man. Shall men give unto your bosom? Of course God's behind it. But he said, shall men give into your bosom? Now, I remember when I left my last church in 1949 and went out on the field in field ministry, as we call it, holding meetings in churches, church meetings. And I'd been out there a solid year. I left in, in, in February of 1949. I preached my farewell sermon at the church that I pastored the first Sunday of February, 49, and the next Sunday, the second Sunday of February, 49, I began the revival meeting, as we called it, in Saxe, Texas, 25 miles from Dallas, Lynette's daddy. Lynette was just four years old. And if I'd have known that she is eventually going to be my, my daughter-in-law, I'd have tried to work on them, let them do a little bit of better job on her. But no, they did a splendid job. Thank you. Brother and sister Tipton. And, and so, uh, I'd been out there a solid year. Now, now, January of 1950 is the 12th month, you see. January of 1950 is the 12th month, isn't it? So, I've been out on the field a year, left my church. And I'll tell you, I, I, I know payday don't come always right away. I mean, everything in the world went wrong. And as uh, I'm dealing with the financial part, I'll talk about that. I could talk about a lot of other things. But, but I've been out there a year. And I'm a holding revival now down in East Texas in January of 1950. And so I, I, I got all my figures together. And, and every day I'd get into the presence of God in the afternoon. 
and, and I, got, I got it all down here on a sheet of paper. I said, now, Lord, look here. I've been out here a year. Now, now the last year, the church and I pastored, here's what the church paid me. I mean, that's cold cash. Plus, they furnished the parsonage was furnished. Plus, all the utilities was furnished. Plus, they sent me to the conventions that I needed to attend. The church sent me. They paid my wife and I way there. Plus, there's always doing something for I guess probably they, they brought in half of what you ate for the whole year. And they'd buy you a new suit and your wife a new dress. Just do something every once in a while for you, you see. Now, I've been out here for a solid year. Look here at these figures. And I've got $1,200 less than this cash figure. Plus, out of this $1,200 less, I've had to pay my own rent. See, which was furnished before. Plus, I've had to pay all my utilities. See, which were furnished. Plus, out of this money, I paid the traveling expenses. I'm talking about to get to the meeting. All that extra, you see. So when you really, I went to the convention, the conventions that I need to go to, two of them. I went to them at my own expense. And I haven't bought any clothes in my car. I've got getting threadbare. And I wore my car out. I mean, just flat wore it out. And I had to sell it for junk. I had to sell it to the junkyard. You can't sell it to a used car dealer. I mean, they won't buy it. I had to sell it to, for junk. Just got enough out of it. Then I paid the interest on three notes I had. I had a note in Henderson, Texas, East Texas at the First National Bank. The presbyter of that section of the Assemblies of God went on my note, signed it. You know, it was a cosigner. I didn't have anything I could borrow any money on. No collateral. I had a note at the People's State Bank in Tyler, Texas. One of my deacons of the last church I pastored went on my note. I had a note at the First National Bank in Garland, Texas. Pastor of the First Assembly of God Church went on my note. These fellows had something. I mean, they, they, I didn't have any collateral. I paid the interest on the three notes out of what I got out of my car. Bought the kids a little bit of clothes, not much. And lit out a foot. See, and you hear me preach faith sometimes. Some folks think, oh, he's always had it easy. I mean, I didn't even have a stick horse to ride. <laughs> Amen. I mean, I mean, I've been out there. I know it works. Amen. But you see, I didn't know. I didn't know that Christ had redeemed me from the curse of poverty. I pastored, like I said, nearly 12 years. And then, you see, this was actually 1949, so I'd been in the ministry 15 years, pastored 12 years, the other three years is field ministry. Every church I pastored, we struggled financially. See, I didn't know that. I didn't know what I know now. I'm telling you how I found it out. I didn't know. We struggled financially. Some way or another, we finally made it through. We kicked and clawed and spit and hollered and prayed and jumped and did everything anybody else did. Some way or another, God in his great mercy just had mercy on us and we would eventually skim by. But now then, I'm in the presence of God every day, fasting and praying, saying, now, Lord, you, you, you see here, how much better I'd have been off, well off financially if I'd have stayed with my church. And really, that's what I wanted to do. But you said, go, and I obeyed you. Now, you said right here, 
And I got all this down. Isaiah 119, you put it down if you don't know about it. God said, if you be willing and obedient, you'll eat the good of the land. That don't just apply to folks in the Old Testament. God's the same God in the New Testament. If he's going to reward people back there for being willing and obedient, he's going to reward people now for being willing and obedient. And if he doesn't, then he's changed. He's not the God the Bible said he is. But thank God he never changed it. Not even a shadow of turning with him. Amen. If you be willing and obedient, I'm bringing that scripture to him. See? Pleading my case. If you be willing and obedient, you'll eat the good of the land. Well, now that's just an expression, a symbolic expression, you see. When he said you'll eat the good of the land, that means, you know, you'll have plenty to eat. Eat the good, wear the good, drive the good, live in the good. I ain't got nothing to drive. Very few clothes. We're living in a three-room, not three-bedroom, three-room apartment. Three-room apartment. That's what we're living in. And when I come home, you see, well, well uh, Ken don't have any place to sleep. He's got a roadway. He sleeps in the kitchen or out on the back porch if the weather's good. Three rooms. That's not eating the good of the land, folks. I call that to the Lord's attention. My, my, my children, I said to him, my children are not adequately clothed. That's not eating the good of the land. In fact, they're not even eating. They don't have the right things to eat. They're not eating good because we, we just don't have it. And I did what you said do. I wouldn't have left. Look, look how much better I'd have been off back there if I'd stayed in the church. We were eating good, best we ever ate. Best parsons we ever lived in. Most comfortable we ever were. Had the most money we ever had. The church was in good order. And you said go and I went. And the third day of my praying and fasting. In the afternoon the Lord said to me. Read that verse again. I read it. If you be willing and obedient you'll eat the good of the land. I said now Lord I obeyed you. I'm sure not eating the good of the land. He said read that verse again. I read it, if you be willing and obedient, you'll eat the good of the land. I'm sure not eating the good of the land. And you said it, and I'm expecting to, but I'm not. How come? He said, the reason you're not eating the good of the land is because you don't qualify. <laughs> I, I, I grabbed my stomach. It just felt to me, if somebody ever comes to you and wasn't expecting to just, just hit you in the stomach with their fist, you know how it hurts? I mean, I hurt in here in my spirit, just like he'd hit me in the stomach with his fist. I said, I grabbed my stomach and said, Lord, you, you hit me in a low blow. What do you mean I don't qualify? You said right here if you be willing and obedient. And I obeyed you. Yeah, he said, you obeyed me, but did you notice the word willing there? You weren't willing. You're still talking about if I'd have stayed there. I wish there's a back there. Sort of like those folks that don't come out of Egypt. We might as well be back there. Now, don't tell me that it uh, takes a long, drawn-out order for you to get willing. I know that you're not any more hard-headed than me. And if you don't believe that, you ask my wife. I'll tell you, it didn't take me 10 seconds because I saw it. He already said you're obedient. All you got to do is get willing, and then you're going to eat the good. I made a little adjustment down here on the inside of me. Just a little adjustment. Didn't take me 10 seconds. I made a little adjustment down here in, inside me, in my spirit. And I said to him, now, Lord, I'm willing. 
I know I'm willing. You know I'm willing. The devil knows I'm willing. I'm ready now to eat the good of the land. Glory to God. But you see, he still had to correct my thinking. Because you see, we've been a lot of times uh, actually been religiously brainwashed instead of New Testament taught. You're listening to Rhema for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagan. I'd like to tell you about this month's special offer. The first item in this offer is Kenneth E. Hagan's CD entitled The Precious Blood of Jesus and the book from Ken Hagan, How to Live Worry-Free. The last item in this special is Ken Hagan's three CD series entitled Healing Forever Settled. These three great resources are $24.95. That's $12 off the retail price. Call toll-free 1-888-FAITH-99. Again, call toll-free 1-888-FAITH-99. You can also order online at rhema.org. That's R-H-E-M-A dot O-R-G. Rhema.org. Or if you prefer to write to Kenneth Hagen Ministries, our address is P.O. Box 50126, Tulsa, Oklahoma, 74150. We always love to hear from our listeners, so write in or email us today and become a part of Rama for Today. Now, let's join Ken and Lynette Hagen. Don't forget, you know, if you live in Oklahoma City, that we have Rhema Bible Church, Oklahoma City. That is 8921 Northwest Expressway, Oklahoma City, Oklahoma. And if you are in the Tulsa Broken Era area. Yes, Rhema Bible Church, 1025 West Kenosha. In Broken Era. Era. Yeah, 10 o'clock and 6 p.m. And at 7 p.m. on Wednesday. And all of these services yes. are streamed live. That's right. So wherever you are in the world, if you go to rhema.tv on your computer, you can pick up these services. They're being streamed live. That's right. Tomorrow on Rama for Today, we'll continue Kenneth E. Hagan's life-changing message. That's tomorrow on Rama for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagan.